What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the Dynasty Pod, where we try and help you with all things Dynasty football. And uh, today we got a great show for you. We got the Week Week Six breakdown and the Week Seven preview. And Trev, we somehow managed to survive another week of Broncos primetime football. So three more to go this year. <laughs> We all had such high expectations for this team. I mean, I just speaking personally, I've never lost the eliminator challenge week mm. one ever. Like in the history of me playing that game, ever lost week one, and that's. Yeah. I mean, I really thought Denver was going to be something. I think we all did. But yeah, it's just a travesty to watch. And uh, unfortunately, we are missing Sam. He is away on vacation right now. Uh, he he's in jail. Don't lie for him. He's he's in jail. So. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll bail him out later. We'll see. Him. Uh, we were talking, and he said that he was. Uh, he asked if we needed a show doc. You know, he could do it while watching football. And I said you should definitely not use your vacation time watching a Broncos football game. So hopefully, he did find something better to do while on vacation. But Sam, we miss you. But uh, you know, it also kind of feels like Sam. Sam was the guy that kind of reined us in a little bit because me and you can go on tangents sometimes. So kind of feels like the parents are away right now and the kids are left at home to do whatever they want so we'll try to not make a three-hour episode for you guys but uh, uh prepare no for promises. a little bit of rambles you know we might go on go on our soapboxes about guys that we love or hate and uh i think i'll, I'll start things off real quick because i feel like the past couple weeks we've just been non-stop talking about the broncos and what i want to do is talk about the broncos right now very quickly, and then not talk about them for the rest of the episode because I'm just done talking about Russell Wilson and how crappy this team is. But if you've been following us from the beginning of the season, if you know me, you know my guy, Greg the Dull Situation. Two catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. I told you everything was going to be fixed. They did lose the game, but that offense, Russell Wilson... Still looks terrible. There, there's yeah. no fixing it. But <laughs> but Greg Dulcich, two for 44, touchdown. Got, it was wide open on that. I don't know if you saw that that play, Trev, where he was just staring him down, could have gotten the first down, and he just just took a sack instead. But, man, Albert Okba-Equinom, not playing in that game. Andrew no. Beck, uh, Tomlinson. Yeah, so he's done. I, I fully expect. Greg Dulcich to be the starter moving forward and with the other guys behind him and Beck and Seibert and whoever Col Colbinson, Tomlinson, whoever whoever was their fourth tight end in that game I expect him to fully leap all three of those guys and maintain a solid lead uh, going forward and he is a primary pass catcher coming out of college so Keep an, keep an eye out for Greg Dulcich, and I would try and get him now quickly while everyone still has this negative light on the Broncos' offense because, yes, it does suck, but Greg Dulcich, really good player in my opinion, so really love him. And uh, that that's all I'll have to say about the Broncos. We cannot talk about them anymore. Sigh of relief, and we'll move on to right, the so important stuff. Nope, I've, I've got this. Okay, all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Their backfield is it makes no sense. So I I warned about a possible three headed, which it wasn't. It wasn't three headed at all. But I just you have Javante who 
Kerr Rush was the like number one in broken tackles and number one on um, whatever the overestimate of yards gained on per play or whatever the like dude's amazing. And you're splitting time with Melvin Gordon. Yep. And then he gets hurt and like, all right, so it should be hundred percent Melvin Gordon, maybe a little bit of Mike Boone. Let's grab Latavius Murray. All right. Nobody's too, too worried. What is going on? So I, <laughs> I think team? what what we can conclude from the way they're running the ball is Latavius Murray greater than sign Javante Williams. Because clearly he's not good enough for Melvin Gordon to steal snaps from. So that's the only logical so explanation, think, right? right? Yes. Now? So do you think I should trade Javante for Latavius Murray in a third? I don't think you could get that done. I, feel like I... I don't think you <laughs> Oh uh, man. Uh listen, I think trash. I know trash. you you uh believed in Mike Boone a little bit more um come, going into this. You did think it was going to be all three and none of them were really going to be relevant. I liked Latavius Murray a lot more. I know so did Sam. So it kind of just showed in this. I was really worried about them pulling Melvin Gordon like this because of his fumbling. Wasn't injury related. Uh he, Hackett came out and said that after the game. So whether it yeah. was a one one game discipline, we'll have to see. But I don't think you're really going to want anyone in this backfield. But if there was a guy for me, it'd be Latavius Murray just for the season. But no real dynasty yeah, value for either any of the guys there. Any of them. Yeah, Mike Boone so, either. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. So Melvin Gordon, if this wasn't a one-time thing, just think about the grand scheme of this. If – this wasn't punishment for all the fumbles and saying like, Hey, we need to be able to trust you, but like, you got to show us. So we're going to sit you down and then next week we're going to come in and see what you can do. A timeshare makes sense because they were a timeshare before with one of the best young running backs in the league. If they go into next week and Latavius Murray is the guy, what does that honestly say about this coaching staff that they brought back Melvin Gordon to split time with Javante? That doesn't make any sense. It's not like he's done better than he did last year. So he did worse, and you still had a 50-50 split. It doesn't make any sense. So the, the only possible reasonable logic that you can put behind it is that they're trying to keep Javante fresh because he's a key part of their offense for later in the season. So that's why you give Melvin Gordon extra work. But with Latavius Murray, he's not the future. He's just your guy. So if he's better, play him because you need him now. And especially with the way their season's going, that like they need to be clawing and, and fighting in all of these games, because it's not going to be pretty for them the rest of the season. So, and they shouldn't have to. The yeah. defense is amazing. The defense is the, amazing. The defense is dominant. And the offensive pieces were with Javante, but even still, the ones around Russell Wilson are amazing. So, yeah. what is going on, man? It, this it, team is trash. Yeah, it's it's an absolute yeah. uh, anomaly of a team. Never, never have you had so much expectation and so much letdown. But anyway, so that's it for the Broncos. We're done. No more talking about them. Better, better football ahead. So uh, we'll let you talk about the news and notes, Trev. Why don't you take it off? Start with uh, some trades. Denver signed CMC. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so. We had uh, we had one big piece of news, and that's the Robbie Anderson trade yep. after um, Hollywood Brown went down with a, a pretty significant injury that we thought could have been season-ending. It's not, 
Yep. Um, got the list latest right. on him is yeah. Latest on him is six weeks. Mm-hmm. So six weeks, and he's the latest thing I read is that he's getting a second opinion. I don't know what good that's gonna do. Like, yeah. but anyway, yeah. So. Robbie Anderson was traded. I don't actually know the picks. Do you? you know, I know it was, it was two a future picks. Sixth and a seventh. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. But uh, I, did I you do, watch the clip? Did I? Oh, did you watch the clip Robbie of, Anderson of him getting sat? Yeah, or not yeah. sat, but him getting tossed in the locker room. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. It's also very crazy. You're gonna go from Carolina, who's not really utilizing you properly, to a, a coaching staff with Cliff Kingsbury that's kind of dysfunctional right now and at this point DeAndre Hopkins is going to be coming back and we know that Kyler Murray loves to look his way a lot so we'll see I expect Robbie Anderson with uh Hollywood Brown going out now to fill that role I don't really want Robbie Anderson in on any of my teams like dynasty wise especially I'm kind of out on him I'm done with him uh I'm just very happy that he didn't go to Baltimore so because we got another guy that I don't see in the news uh, section because it just happened, Trev. But uh, we got him, Deshaun Jackson, 35 years old. He's coming to Baltimore. He's what we need to fix that offense. Let's go, baby. Oh, I don't know how I missed that. I yeah. apologize. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Des Bryant did not work. Michael Crabtree did not work. But I tell you right now, Deshaun Jackson, he is it, baby. I really thought AB had a shot, you know, like, <laughs> listen, bring him back. All antics aside from Antonio Brown, the football player would absolutely be dominant on the Ravens. I said that in the last two, two years, but, but yeah. yeah, no one wants him. So no, I was, I was going to ask you, Robbie Anderson, if, um, you said you weren't targeting at all, but like, do you think other people should, like, is he worth anything to anybody? Worth more than he was, uh, right? No, it, it, worth more than he was, yes. But worth enough to be relevant, in a sense, I would say no. Especially because you don't know what's going to happen now with DeAndre Hopkins coming back. Zach Ertz is still there. Rondell Moore uh, should theoretically step up and be the two there. Um, you've got Marquise Brown, who he may come back later this season. So I, I really don't have hopes for Robbie Anderson. It's more so an NFL kind of move to try and help the team more, more so than a fantasy move, but it's, it is what it is. So let's talk about these running backs that are, that are being talked about on the trade market. Cause these are interesting. All right. So the two big names with Christian McCaffrey, um, which to be honest with you, I'm going to throw this out here at the start. I don't think they trade him. I don't think any of the teams that are being talked about the most, are willing to give up what they're asking because they're saying they're asking for multiple, you know, firsts. possibly multiple firsts. Yeah. And the major two teams that are getting leaked out are uh, uh, San Francisco and LA. So the Rams and the 49ers. And, and, I, and I, the Bills I think too are also kind of one of those. <laughs> it's it's being floated around some, a lot, but yeah, that was the initial one. That was the mm-hmm. first one that came out. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's very possible. I don't think the Bills would do it. Um, they've got, like, between depth and starters, but they've got, like, seven offensive linemen coming up for contract. I just – their team is so good, and it's, for the most part, very young. 
Yeah. And they have a little bit of space. Like, I don't think they use that space to get a running back on a team that's already so good when you can hold and may just make your team better through the draft next year. I mean, this is already a, a Super Bowl type of caliber team. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I would say um, in terms of L.A., I think that would it, it's tough because you're in such a bad spot right now in Carolina in terms of efficiency for the offense but you're getting so much volume and I would imagine Christian McCaffrey would also get a bunch of volume there but that offensive line is so bad and it's not like the Rams have looked great this year you know they're in their own yeah. right a bit of a struggle and it's if Christian McCaffrey goes to LA is he the number one focal point no it's still Cooper Cup so I would actually like San Fran more than LA of those Me places, too. I think San Fran would actually be decent. I don't really view – a lot of people view Christian McCaffrey as if he gets traded, he gets downgraded or upgraded. I would say it's probably around the same. He's going to be that consistent guy. You know, I think maybe the, the, the ceiling goes up a little bit in some places like San Francisco with that strong running game. But for the most part, I'm not too worried about Christian McCaffrey's fantasy value if he does get traded. Yeah, I mean, if if I have him, this is good news, I feel like. Mm -hmm. If I don't have him, I don't think I'm going out to try to trade for him real quick. I, I, wouldn't, kind of I wouldn't trade for him uh, before he gets traded because I feel like the value is just – you're not going to get – like you don't know what the value is going to be, so you're going to have to overpay or underpay. But if you can underpay for him, great, but you might have to overpay him. Well, Feel out your league. If somebody thinks he's definitely going to the Bills, like that might be, yeah. <laughs> that might be the move. It, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's getting traded. The other, uh, the other running back, and this one was, this one was friggin' odd, man. If you were following yeah. it through the week, mm -hmm. Cam Akers. So, what is going on? I mean, honestly, what's going on with this dude? The, I mean, the, okay. So we talked about CMC possibly not getting traded. I think this one's all but done. I mean, there have been reports already coming out that he's played his last snap as a Ram. So, so the, wherever it is, I, and I don't even know what, what are your thoughts, Trevor? If he gets traded to a place that's better, if he gets traded to Atlanta or any other place with a running back that I know you, you don't want that because, because you, you want to keep your picks and everything, but if, I he gets traded to a, if he gets traded to a place where he can be more relevant than he is in uh, LA, do you do you want him? Are you intrigued? Are you are you looking to make his way again? Him. Yeah, I'm I'm no, scared I away. Mean, it, it's it's really tough because the limited the limited things we have seen haven't looked great, but yeah. that offensive line is also not the best. So like, I don't know, man. I it's it's similar to CNC, but without the excitement. If I have Cam, I'm holding him. I think just mm -hmm. to see where he goes. Yeah, and I would maybe try to capitalize on almost no matter where it's at, try to capitalize on that. I, as I fully agree. Yeah. Part of the excitement. But if I, if I don't have cam, I am not trying to acquire him right now. Yeah. Like, if, if I, if I were the cam makers owner in dynasty, I would hold, wait and see where he goes. If it's a better situation, immediately try and trade him away to get value for him. Cause it's scary, man. He, he didn't look good last year in the playoffs when he came back. That scared me away. But you know, first game coming back whatever didn't look great but 
from what we've seen of him, it ju- it just really doesn't look good. But if you look at James Robinson, he's looked good. So it, it's tough, you know. It's it's really tough to evaluate. But for for me, I'm I'm trying to stay away, and I'm trying to flip him if I have him. Yeah, no, Cam is. I've just never seen a team, at least not that I can remember. I've never seen a team do that. This guy that you know like had all these hopes for him and this year he's playing fine. And then it's like out of nowhere, like, Nope, we're going to try to trade him. Oh, he's sitting, you know what? He's not even going to play. We're, we're everyone's so interested in him. Like <laughs> what is yeah, this and, nonsense? And they, they really loved him too. Like the, the amount of like hype and talk from, from him and like just listening to Sean McVay talk about him last year. Oh, when we get him back, he's going to be great. Blah, blah, blah. And before that, like all the workload and stuff in the preseason last year. And then now it's just like, we're done with you. Like we're tossing you aside. Like get out of here. It's crazy. I really don't understand what's happening there. Something's got to be behind the scenes, right? Like they can't just be, we want picks like that. There's got to be something there. It's probably, it's got to be some kind of a, a mental behind the scenes. I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I don't know either. So. Um, I, it wasn't in the notes, but they signed, uh, the Rams signed Malcolm um, Brown. Malcolm Brown. Yep. Yeah. So I just thought I'd mention it. Um, yeah, so that's that's really for the most part that's all the trade talk. Yep. I mean, there hasn't been too much leading into the first of November. Um, the Chiefs did um, move around some cap stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been rumored they're going to try to get a wide receiver. So I also didn't put this in the notes, but who do you think if the, if they were going to grab one guy, who do you think they would go after right now? If I were to take a guess, who who they would go after? It's it's tough not to say OBJ. For, for most teams that, that need a receiver because he is a free agent. You wouldn't have to trade mm-hmm. picks for him. We don't know the health of him, but but he's out there still, and he showed last year with the Rams he could play. So I, I would say maybe for most of these teams, look, just look for OBJ talk and, and see how that's heating up. And Yeah, that's, that's my guess. I, I could be wrong, obviously, but – what would you think about Chase Claypool, another previous Steeler wide receiver, going to Kansas City? For the Chiefs, I, he's too similar of a player to MVS that you are already paying a bunch of money to. I would say that would fit more for like the Packers or uh, I don't even know who well, else the, needs a the receiver. The problem now. is that Chase Claypool is MVS, but he's better than MVS, and that's what they need. MVS has been putting up goose eggs. Like he's not catching what they're throwing him anyway. So, yeah, but I, I, I mean, they need it to because Juju can't sustain being the one. They they're showing that. Like he did a great job this past week, but like just in general, he he's against the number one corner. He's not doing excessively well. So, I mean, they need a true two, and they have Sky Moore and yeah, but, but they, um, they, they they've looked like, good so far this season. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. They look capable. Yeah, I it, well, they're you know what are they? They're five and one right now, so um or four and two. They're four and two. They lost to the four Bills. Four and two. So, yeah. yeah, they but, lost the Bills. Listen, they they look like a top five team still. I mean, they have Travis Kelsey. They they have a bunch of guys <sighs> that they that they like. They spread out to you know they'll they'll get it to someone. I'm not expecting this team to go and try and trade for Chase Claypool just to get a a little bit of an upgrade on MVS. I think they can they can make MVS work. That's that's how they think. So, but 
I don't think they can, but I, I think you're right yeah. that they think that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my quarterback's so good, I can make even MVS work. Yeah, we're like, Andy Reid and, 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 and Patrick Mahomes. It'll work. That's that's how they yeah. do So Let's fly through oh. these injuries. Yep. So, uh, Randall Cobb, not that anybody was starting him anytime soon, but he's out for a few weeks. It says two to four on there, but that seems early. If it's not, just... I mean, the guys around him, it's just more targets, especially yeah. with Tanyan. Lazard. Um, yeah. Uh, Dak is expected to play yeah. this week, so that'd be the first time back. Along with that, another uh, Cowboy. Dalton Schultz had another setback last week, so I don't think he'll be coming in. So he, was, he wasn't he was Dak's number one target or anything like that last year, but, I mean, he was definitely he was used. Yeah. And uh, him him not being there his first game back is already going to be sketchy. I would be starting Dak his first week. And I have a decent bit of Dak. I'm not starting his first week back. No. I need to see it. Um, Rashad Bateman should be back this week. I only put this in here because you'd be excited. Uh, <laughs> Man. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I put it in there because Lamar Jackson gets an upgrade with it. Yes. Like that's, we, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens as a team need Bateman. So, yeah, so – so Rashad Bateman had a foot sprain and if you look the last two and a half weeks, so he got injured, um, you know, about the second quarter of the Buffalo bills game. And that was when they were up 20 to three up 17 points. Second half of that game looked like crap next two weeks. Lamar Jackson didn't look great. This, this is a team that needs Rashad Bateman. So just, just by the way, the offense looks, if you're not a believer in Rashad Bateman, Look at how the offense is struggling without him. So this is a key player they need. You know, if not to target him, to open the field. And, like, if that doesn't show how good of a player he is, I don't know what will. So. Yeah. Um, I just have to throw this out here in case anyone else is feeling my pain. And I know I already mentioned it to the league and to you, but um, I had, like, $15 on some, <laughs> like, daily fantasy guys going down and the Baltimore game had me up $860 going into that last little bit. I just needed Lamar to like, okay. So he, he was it the interception first or the fumble it was it the, interception the interception, first, right? Yeah. yeah. So it throws the interception and in my head, giant score, I dropped down significantly. I just mm. dropped not a ton, but like, I think it's $400 now, right? Three or $400. But in my head, I was like, hope which is weird right but i was like hey this is actually a good thing because then he's going to be back on the offense and he's going to be pushing to go get another score so like i'm going to have a sh crap ton of points probably for mark andrews and lamar which are my main two guys yeah. i'm like all right this is a good thing this is great this is fantastic <laughs> and fumble good lord man yeah i just tough. i had to cut it off i was so mad i just i can't believe that happened yeah how do you think i, I i'm felt... not even a fan of them yeah, yeah, and I, I'm a I'm a Jersey guy, so all my family are, are Giants fans. You know, I lived in a predominant Giant household, so it's it's always a little uh, bit of an extra sting when when all of your relatives get a little bit of extra something on you. So, <laughs> God but, Lord, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back to it. Um, yep. Wentz is going to be out for at least four weeks. Uh, broke his finger or some something. I don't remember. It was his yeah, finger. Yeah, broken though. finger. But. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Heineke. Yep. He's going to be starting. So I don't – I think that is a downgrade to some of these guys that we were kind of flexing out 
Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, but I also don't think it's so much of a downgrade that we need to be super worried about it. Terry but. McLaurin is interesting because when you looked at Heineke, oh, yeah. he he kind of hyper-targeted McLaurin a lot last year. So, And it didn't look great half the time, but, you know, he was getting targets at least. He was getting the opportunity to catch the ball, so which is something he's not getting much of now. So interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have to look great McLaurin. if you get 12 targets. Exactly. Like you, get, yep. you get double-digit targets, that's fine. Um, I put this in here too. Uh, Djax, guy who came through for so many people. Which, to be honest with you, if you got him and didn't start him, you the you don't understand what's going on there because he was going to be filling in the role yeah. of Jonathan. Like he was going to be getting all the work. Um, so I put this in here. He he left the game with a quad injury, but really more than that, I wanted to talk about the possibility of one or none of these guys returning like that's scary but like jt could be back it's very possible he also could not be Naheem himes is probably going to be back he just went out with a concussion yeah. and he was a full participant last week so he's probably back and this is a soft tissue injury so djx is probably back as well but just i guess i'm looking at it like this we're, we're talking about dynasty but this guy wasn't in a lot of people's lineups or yeah. not lineups, but rosters, I mean. Like, people did pick him up. If you picked him up, how much is he worth to you now? Like, even if he's not playing, how much is he worth to you? He, he's definitely a hold. Uh, I would I, I think he – it's possible, if, if you look at situations, it's possible that he can overtake Naeem Hines as the running back, too, in uh, Indianapolis. And he's, pro- he's shown in, in a small sample size that he's a good player. So if anything happens to Jonathan What's Taylor that? again – uh, he, he, he'll be good. But it, it's the same thing with, like, Alexander Madison, for, for example, in uh, Minnesota. Dalvin Cook's the guy. He's great. He's awesome. He's amazing. Alexander Madison's not doing much when uh, Dalvin Cook is healthy. But if he misses time, Alexander Madison's going to look really good. So that could be the same case for Deion Jackson. I would either hold him or try and sell him to the Indianapolis uh, – or the Jonathan Taylor owner for maybe a second, a third, whatever. Uh, I think that's where you get the most value for a trade if you're not holding. So I would either try and trade to the JT owner or hold him. Yeah, that's actually where I was headed to. So I would try to sell him to the JT. I don't think you can get a second for him straight up, but if you packaged him with something, you can yeah. maybe get a second. But mm-hmm. the JT owner might be willing to throw in a future third by itself. Like, yeah, a 2025 like third, something in the future. They're not worried about 2025. So you might can get, I mean, a decent pick for a guy that probably won't do much for the rest of the year and probably won't do much yep. behind JT ever. Yeah. Um, JK Dobbins left with a uh, knee tightness and it was the same yeah. knee that was injured. So that is particularly scary. Um, yeah. So I we, mean, we're doing our stock well, risers and fallers in a little bit, and I was very close to having J.K. Dobbins in my fallers because Kenyon Drake did look good this <laughs> past too. week. Um, Gus That's Edwards is coming mention. back. Okay, so Gus is supposed to come back. Just, Justice Hill. Uh, Justice Hill is supposed to yeah. come back. The star. I was trying to. I was trying to remember. I had a nickname saved with him with the star <laughs> in it because I said he was a star running. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so even if J.K. Dobbins is 100% and this was just scary, 
it's JK, Kenyon Drake, Gus Bus, and Justice Hill. And Justice Hill yeah. would be sitting on the bench, obviously, but like that's still those no, other two guys aren't nobody. Kenyon Drake showed he can still do it, and Gus Bus before the injury could. So I don't know, man. That is tough. He was almost mine, mine too. So mm-hmm. that's it's just tough. Um, but keep an eye on the knee. Um, and lastly, uh, Kenny Pickett got a concussion. Yeah, and that was it. Was actually good for that offense. It's not all that surprising. I mean, I don't think anybody was watching Kenny Pickett before that, thinking like this is a generational talent. Like he's got his problems, and the Steelers as a whole have their problems. But yeah. this is good for folks like Deontay Johnson and apparently Chase Claypool, who hasn't been relevant all year. <laughs> so, and this is probably a downgrade for um, George Pickens because George Pickens really shined with Kenny Pickett, who yeah. twos practice with twos, but. Um, I mean, he could still emerge. I just don't think it's going to be quite as spectacular as we were all hoping over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, but, we're. I, I I would assume that when Kenny Pickett's back, they're not going to play him next week just because of concussion protocol with everything that's been going on in the league. But I would assume the week after he will be back, and it, it, it's tough. Un, unless Mitchell Trubisky goes out and tears it up for like 500 yards next week when they play Miami, but. I don't see that happening. Kenny Pickett's going to be back. They already made the switch. I think they they had to bring back Trubisky, but they want Pickett to play. So yeah, yeah. So, so. speaking of rookie quarterbacks, exactly. So guys, <laughs> moving on now to our segment of the week. We got a great one for you because we're uh, yeah, we're we getting do. through. We're a third of the way through the NFL regular season, almost even closer through the fantasy season, you know, that one's coming up a little bit shorter. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting to look back at some of these rookies and your rookie drafts and say, oh, man, I should have taken this guy. How did I not see this guy? So today we're going to be redrafting the first two rounds. We're going to go through pretty quickly. We're not going to talk about all these guys in depth, but we're going to be going through. We're going to be swapping off picks, and uh, we're going to be redrafting the first two rounds of our uh, rookie dynasty drafts. So I've got our... Uh, rookie dynasty draft that we did in the preseason pulled up here so we can go side by side comparison and see, you know, Interesting. How, I didn't know you were going to do that. Yeah. So we can, we can view and examine what, what we had back then to what we have now. So, all right. Important question here, Trev, do you want the first pick or the second pick? Um, you and I, very lightly, but we discussed um, the possible first two picks, and you said that they were obvious. So I want you to have the first one because I think I'm going to surprise the mess out of you with my second one. So go okay. ahead. All right. All right. So I will take the first pick, and to no surprise, it is Brees Hall, running back of the New York Jets. Dude looks great. <laughs> Nothing more to say I about agree. that. I mean – Top top ten dynasty uh, running back moving forward, right, Trev? Yeah, no, he was also my clear number one. It was yeah. number two that I think we just disagree on. But Hall, yeah. that dude's a beast. Yeah, just an absolute At, beast. Every and single week, getting better and better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that offense isn't scared. I mean, this isn't one of those. Well, I mean, I guess he still was kind of worked in, but not really. I mean, this dude, they just gave him a little bit more, and then he goes absolute ham so and zach wilson is zach wilson so i mean this might be one of those 
Derrick Henry type teams where you're running play action off yeah. of a running back versus using your quarterback to try to score points. Yeah. I mean, this, I think Hall's absolute clear Hall, consensus yeah. number one. Which we did have Brees Hall as our number one. So we got that one right. One for one. Yeah. Who was number two? I want to hear it before. No, I, I think two? I think we, we we should make our picks and then we'll say who who our our uh, picks were. So Fair the enough. number two pick in the rookie redraft is mm, Olave. Chris Olave. Interesting. I did not see that coming. Yeah. So real quick, yeah. Chris Olave was taken with the sixth pick in our draft. Six. Sixth. So, but yeah. listen, I, I don't hate it. Uh, for me, uh, it might be a spoiler to pick three. I would have taken uh, Kenneth Walker just because from what we've seen so far, looks great. Rashad Penny going to be out, not going to be back with the team next year, or at least, you know, on a really light contract with little commitment to him. So love the pick though. I mean, Chris Olave has looked incredible so far and, the opportunities gotten. Michael Thomas hasn't been playing. I love it. So what what, what intrigues you so much about Olave that he has to go to here, Trev? So getting ahead of myself as well, but there's two rookie wide receivers that I think um, have looked like they're not rookies. I mean, they've both been, you know, up and down and they both showed that they can make mistakes, but they've come in and looked amazing. So if I have Olave on a team that I mean, Jameis Winston isn't the best quarterback, guys. <laughs> and Olave's looked great regardless. Well, he looked great with MT and Landry there. He looked great without them there. So, I mean, this is – we all thought that Olave or anybody that believed in him, but I know you, I, and Sam all did. We all thought this guy was going to be the future number one receiver for the team. And this year was like a baby step to it. I don't think it's going to be a baby step to it. Um, MT has been gone. I have a good bit of shares of MT, but I, I would be scared. He gets deposed to the number two receiver for the team. Honestly. I mean, Olave is getting better and better and yeah. he, he's very good. Um, but I said, get ahead of myself. My number four would be Drake London. Yeah. I yeah, don't so, think it's too homery of a pick. He's also amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. His, his offense scares me a lot more, especially when we're talking about in the future. I don't, I don't know what Art Smith's doing. So. Yeah. So real quick, just to bounce back, my number three is going to be Kenneth Walker. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely love Kenneth Walker. We we all, I think we all did really like him coming out of the draft. I know he was my number two. Uh, loved him very early on. There was the Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall debate, and I said, no, it's Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is the clear number two. Isaiah Spiller, who's he? Yeah. So, very much loved him from the beginning. Michigan State guy. Uh, just the work he's going to get, you know, and as a running back. Young guy, productive, can pass catch. So, you like to see it. And uh, London, fully agree. Love him. Great talent. Uh, we did have um, Kenneth Walker was our third pick. And then our fourth pick was Traylon Burks. That was our, our fourth overall pick taken by Sam Traylon Burke. So, uh, yeah, Sam's got the worst team. Yeah. Sam, you screwed that one up. So, yeah. All right. Number five, 
moving on here. I'm up. Well, look, hold on. Let me pause. Let yeah. me pause. For, for some of y'all that are at least relatively new to Dynasty, maybe this is your first, second, third year. Um, if you go into the draft, this is why you hear a lot of experts talk about proven assets versus risk. Um, not that Burke still can't work out, but if you traded a trying to think of Brandon Cooks. If you traded a Brandon Cooks for that 23 first and you drafted Traylon Burks, you lost. I mean, uh, Cooks well, hasn't been amazing. Cooks but is not been right great. now, no, but right now, I think, you lost. I think it's too early Burks. to tell. There's You can't really label that. But, oh, I'm not saying he's a complete future bust, but yeah. if your team needed, you thought, needed something, yeah. I'll get this rookie wide receiver and he'll be yeah. the next big piece on my, like, he's not. Not right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's what happens when you go for pure first. I like to try to acquire all 12 of the first. If I can get all 12 of the first, I know I can get talent. So that's all really right. where you try to do it. Now, I so for me, I've got number five on the, on the clock here. Uh, I think it comes down to two players left. And then after that, I think is where it starts to get interesting. But for me, number five, I will take Garrett Wilson, who was also taken number five in our previous mock. Uh, Garrett Wilson's looked really good, very talented, hasn't looked as great with Zach Wilson coming back, but, but he showed enough in terms of talent that it, it's going to work. And if not this year, uh, next year, I fully see him taking that step to become the, the number one wide receiver on the team. Cause Elijah Moore hasn't looked great. Corey Davis is going to be on his way out at some point. So Garrett Wilson's my pick here, and I will leave you to pick number six. It's going to be Burks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> after all that shit I just talked to. No, um, so, like, I feel like you could foam it in with, like, Christian Watson, even though he hasn't, you know, shown himself to be worth a number six, or you could go out on a little more of a limb, um, and I think I'm gonna. So my number six would be... Brian Robinson. <laughs> Interesting. I know that's a huge climb from where he was drafted. If he was drafted at all, I think he was, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, they, they went out on Gibson and that's, they look like they want to use Robinson as the, you know, one and two. I still don't think they want him to be the workhorse, but that's, that was his upside was that. So if you know, you have that going forward and that's, that's the guy I'd get. Uh, Brian Robinson in our previous draft was taken three, four. So big jump for Brian Robinson. All right. Terry McLaurin was around the third round for, uh, his, his rookie drafts as well. So that's just interesting to, but, but all right. So next up number seven pick for me. Oh, and then also we did have in the number six was Chris Olave, as I said before. Yeah, of course. For me now, last guy uh, that I would consider taking here is Damian Pierce, the guy that I thought you would have taken instead of Brian Robinson, but I get it. You're a Brian Robinson guy. Damian Pierce looked pretty good. Uh, Very clearly, he's very clearly getting that workload. They're giving it to him. Still a little worried that they can replace him uh, just because from what we've seen to Michael Carter this year, you know, with last year, he was the guy and then. You know, they got Brees Hall, so that's still a possibility for him. But so far, he's looked good, and he's the number one running back on a team. So I like that for, for Dynasty and for fantasy purposes. So Yeah, and, me too. I love that pick. Uh, um, Javante, or 
not Javante. Uh, why, why am I free? I'm blanking on his name. The first, uh, the Lions wide receiver, Williams. What's it? What's oh, Jamison. Jamison. They, yeah. There we go. So, too many Williams. Too many Jay Williams in the league. Yeah. So, Old Jay Willie. Yeah. Um. Well, just to just to touch on the Pierce. So, it really just depends on where you stand on him. You know, if you think they're going to replace him next year, he's a sell high right now because he is doing well. And if you think, I know Sam has talked about it before. I don't know if this is still where he stands, but he thinks they'll probably hold on to him and still use him as the as like the running back next year because they have so many other holes to fill. And if that's the truth, then he's a slam dunk at that spot. Mm. I mean, it's not tough at all. So yeah. All right, so we are on pick eight. Pick eight here. Pick eight. Um, Very, and this this was where you actually picked in our our mock. Yep. You got the eight. You got the dreaded eight spot. I did. Who did I? Who, ah, yeah, that's right. You want to wait? I don't remember who I picked. I don't think you'll pick the same person here. If I were to take a there's, guess, there's it's not very likely. Um, so. You heard it here first, folks. Trev is taking Isaiah Likely. No. <laughs> What's funny is he's on my board. I'm not going to yeah. lie. He's on my board. <laughs> like, um, yeah. No, I mean, it's just getting tougher. I mean, I know we talked about possibly only doing a first round. That's We would miss out on some of the, some of the talks with these guys. Yeah, but... we'll, we'll go through the second pretty quick. Yeah, a lot quicker than this. Um I don't know, man. I didn't have any of them, so it, it – it really makes me want to pick him even more, but I, I Dotson, I mean, Dotson, he's, mm -hmm. it's an explosive type thing. I get it. And like, not everybody's for him. I get it. Quarterback questions. I get it, but he is good. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think I'd pick Dotson here. Jahan there's a lot Dotson. of big names. Yeah. Jahan Dotson. There's a lot of big names on the board, but that's, that's where I'd go. All right. Well, so Jahan Dotson was taken at the two one, in the previous draft, so little little bit of a little bit of a climb, you know. A lot of people were kind of forgetting about Jahan Dotson, you know, first round guy. He was falling to the wayside. So, all right, I, I forgot about him. Now, pick number nine. <laughs> we made a couple picks so far that have that have mirrored what we we've done in the past. What, what was the oh, eight? Uh, eight? You picked James Cook. Oh, okay, James, yeah, James Cook. So, well, okay, so I picked a running back earlier that super climbed that, yeah. and that's i mean i think i was doing the same thing where it's like i wanted the guy you wanted a running back yeah yeah all right who could have known antonio gibson decline just yeah all right for me pick number nine and to preface i don't think i preface this this is a dynasty super flex so uh kenny pickett is my pick here and kenny pickett was the original pick a lot of picks pickett pickett here with the number nine overall pick so uh yeah kenny pickett he he's the the guy in in pittsburgh moving forward they're gonna give him a chance you know i don't see them moving off of him next year either no you know? so we're we're gonna get the the kenny pickett experiment in pittsburgh and and see how long it lasts but for now starting quarterback gonna have some value over some of these other receivers and running backs that i take my shot on but yeah, I was wondering how far we'd let it fall because he's yeah. worthy of a pick earlier than that. But um, yeah, I would say, yeah. you know, if you needed a quarterback, I could have taken him over Damian Pierce when I was picking before I was thinking about it. But just the running backs too too valuable. But 
Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'd say right around the six range. Brian yeah. Robinson. I'd take him over Brian Robinson. So once we get past Wilson, that'd be yeah. I'd take a quarterback if I need him. Yeah. All right. Number ten here for you. What you got, Trev? Number ten. Number ten. That's it's tough, bro. Um Yeah. It only gets harder, but to go along with that quarterback you picked, I would go with George Pickens. Yeah. Did you see the catch? Did you see yeah. that catch? I mean, it the, was amazing. The, the dude, dude he is so good. I I would say I that George, George Pickens has been as advertised from the preseason. You know, yeah. uh, the dude looked great. Was making spectacular catches in the preseason in camp. Everyone was hyping him up. And he just hasn't gotten his playing time yet. But listen, not everyone's a Justin Jefferson. Not everyone is uh, Jamar Chase. I could very well see us talking about how, man, isn't it crazy halfway through when we did a redraft, we didn't draft George Pickens instead of Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or any anyone else. You know, it's we, we could be talking about that. I, I could see it. It's possible. You know, so the talent yeah. is there. And, and I do like the connection he has with Pickett already. He's shown that, so... For me, Pickens definitely great pick, love it, uh, and I will I will be taking another young star that is rising up, a uh, guy that I I also didn't get too much of. I drafted him uh, in the previous mock that we did, but I drafted him at the 212, and now I will be drafting Alec Pierce at the 111. So he was Al- not excellent too. Yeah, nice. Alec Pierce looking like a good uh, player. Also, Sky Moore and Christian Watson were the next two at 10 and 11 that went in the uh, the rookie draft. So Sky Moore, Christian Watson, 10 and 11, starting to fall here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but Alec Pierce has looked good, you know. Getting He's great. Five, yeah. five targets in each of the last uh, four games, so you love to see that. Getting more involved. The num- nice, strong number two behind Michael Pittman. So... Mm-hmm. As long as they keep And honestly, going. you know, again, talking about Dynasty, but like for the future, that looks great. Like they've got their one yeah. and two. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't, I don't think they drafted Pierce with the, with the, you know, thinking that he was going to be a clear two. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was obviously the hope, but I mean, he has emerged as the two. He's good. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, he was, he was going to be my next one. So, all right. Totally get it. Well, now, now that I've, uh, Sniped you here. Give me the twelfth pick to finish up the first round. Very curious where you can go here. Couple running backs left, receivers. I am stalling yeah. for you. Don't know if you need more time or not, but <laughs> No, it's not that I need more time. It's that so in most of our leagues we have a uh, an additional point five for tight ends. Assuming this one's not, it's just pure PPR. Uh, if it was, I would take a tight end here. I'm not going to say which one. We'll, we'll save that for a little later, but I would take a tight end here if it was an additional 0. 0.5. All right, that's it. 12th pick. 12th pick. This is only getting tougher as we go. It, it is. Weird how it works. I would uh, – I don't know, man. There's, there's really three names I'm looking at here off mm-hmm. my board. If I'm gonna go for any of them, it's I think I'm gonna go Wandell Robinson. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Wandell Robinson, who was uh, undrafted in our uh, three round. That that seems wrong to me. But I mean, it is. He did go undrafted. 
It's crazy. Second round receiver. Well, I don't. Good well, I don't home. think everybody. I don't think anybody was extremely high on a Giants wide receiver. That's that's fair. You know, fairly fairly similar to to their previous receiver they drafted, Kadarius Tony. Um, and you know what? We haven't really seen a lot of Robinson, so this is definitely a riskier pick. But at the end of the first round, what are you drafting for? So I'm drafting for the upside that he's the one, like. Mm-hmm replacing what we thought Tony could be. I don't think they believe in Tony like that. So I think this is, you know, this is going to be a great receiver for this Giants team if they can manage to keep up the momentum. Yeah, I mean, it's a good pick. Uh, There is one player that I definitely like more, and I will be taking him at the 2-1. Also, Rashad White was taken uh, at the 112. So for me, I'm going to be taking Romeo Dobbs here at the 2-1. Previously went undrafted. Uh, Jahan Dotson was taken at the 2-1 before. Love Dobbs. Great player. Rising opportunity. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and fly through these. So uh, unless yeah. you want to add something here, who you got next, Trev? My next one is the previous 112, Rashad White. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> drop very far. Yeah. I really like him. I know you made a trade. Um and, and ended up getting Rashad White to uh, Lipster. Mm. Uh, I do like him. I like him a lot, and I think they do as well. Yep. Damian Pierce at the 2-2. All right, moving on here, I will be taking the first tight end off the board, and it is my guy. We talked about him at the top, the Greg Dulce situation. Greg Dulcich was my tight end one, still is, going to be taking him here at the 2-3. George Pickens previously off the board here. And then you are back up, getting even harder here. Limited options. This is where quarterbacks started going. And uh, I don't think we will be taking another quarterback here in the first two rounds, if I had to take a guess. <laughs> no, but if you had to take one, would it be Zap? Yes. It, I mean, yeah, it, that's, yeah. He's the only quarterback left on my board. That's why I figured I'd ask. Yeah. Um, so for my pick, I would say this is the two of four, right? Yep. Man, it is tough watching Burks fall this far. Like, I really want to pick him. I'm not going to, though. Khalil Shakur. Um, Brendan, I don't know if you remember this. I know. I don't know if you remember this, but forever ago in one of our leagues, which is now defunct, but in one of our leagues, we did, you and I did a rankings of these receivers pre-draft. Khalil Shakur was in my tier two, and I'm like the only yeah. one that like, thought he was worth a dang, but, and I don't have enough of him, to be honest with you. But anyway, he in his very very limited opportunity showed he can do it so i'm excited for him going forward i like the team that's Mm. for me it's it's with what's left it's between him and a few others that i thought would be doing better by this point all right so truth be told slight oversight on me i did forget that Traylon burks was on the board thank you for bringing him back up i would have taken him over dulcich but i will take him here now uh, and then previous two picks, Trey McBride, Malik Willis were the, the last two uh, players taken off the board. So instead we are getting Traylon Burks off the board. Yeah, I think the only thing you can do is just hope for, for a better late late half of the season and, you know, a promising start to the next year. For yeah, I think Burks. he's a bust. I mean, I don't – It's very I, possible. It's not that I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not that I wouldn't take him. That's what I was saying. I was struggling not taking him because yeah. he does have, like, the, well, the draft the, capital alone. The, the draft system. capital alone is going to get him playing time. I mean, yeah. that's – but, yeah, 
Yeah, totally get the pick. Totally get it. Yep. Um, what pick is this? Just curious. This is pick number six. Two six. All right, two six. Two six. With the two oh six, I think I am also taking a tight end. Um, I am taking Jelani Woods though. Interesting. Jelani Woods over Trey McBride as far as tight ends go right now. That would have been my next pick, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's. He's super explosive, and and pre-draft, um, most anything that was talked about was just how athletic he was. It wasn't necessarily he's the best tight end there, but it was like for a tight end, he's super freaking athletic. He is super freaking athletic. <laughs> the dude's yeah. good. So I don't like the situation um, that he's in with uh, uh, Kylan Granson and and uh, Mo Ali Cox there as well. But it is what it is. I've taken. You know what, Trev? I think I've got to follow suit here, and uh, I will also take another tight end. And, uh, you know, some people would say, oh, Trey McBride finally coming off the board here. No. I'm going to be sticking homer. It will be Isaiah Likely for me. Neither guy has proven anything, so I will take the Baltimore Raven, uh, the guy who was getting all that pre-hype, and the guy who doesn't have Zachary. Well, I mean, Mark Andrews is there. so. Uh, But anyway. Yeah. That will be my pick. It is getting tough. I will not lie to you. I think we have gotten to the the part where it's like you're punting for massive upside here. So let's uh, we'll yep. we'll try and wrap this up quickly here. Yep. So speaking of massive upside, um, James Cook would be my next pick. James Cook. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the same reason he was drafted early would be that same reason now. Just hoping that it's a late. Thing that he becomes the one and he secures it. So yeah. So James Cook drafted at the eight, and the person who was taken here at the eight to eight before is who I'm going to take now. And despite not playing this year, I still believe in the talent. Wish him a speedy recovery. Hope he's doing well. John Mechie, welcome to the team. Still believe in the talent. Hoping that he can come back for the Texans and play next year. Really suck that he he was out with cancer and. You know, just hoping he he does well and comes back and, and has an incredible career. Yeah, I hope all that as well. I forgot about he and Jamison Williams. So oh, we still have a drafted Williams. That is a, that is also an oversight on us. In all fairness, <laughs> guy, very once again, Sam is not here. He is the voice of reason. We just we see our players we like and we grab them. I wasn't that crazy about Jamison. Jamison Williams at the two whatever when we pick the I'm tight end him. instead. We'll take no, we'll take him. We'll I, take, I'm I'm taking Jamison Williams right now. What That's value? As two, oh. Jamison Williams at the two ten or two yeah the two ten value. Well, you know I was just worried about DJ Chark, so had to wait a little while. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Jesus. I forgot all about Matthew and Williams, bro. Yeah. All right. Um. You know because. This is very clearly devolved into uh, what it was originally supposed to be a strong exercise to help us. Uh, screw it. We're going off the rails. I'm taking Daniel Bellinger, another tight end. For... Dude, he's, he's like right here on my board. <laughs> he's, he's not my next one, but he's the next two. Well, okay. So at, at this point, them. we've got all these running backs who have done absolutely nothing. I'm, I mean, who, who's left a receipt? I'm not taking David Bell. Are you kidding me? No. I yeah, hate I that dude. 
I'm sure he's a great guy, but, um, you know, absolutely hate the athlete. Oh, I'm sure he's super nice, but I, I don't like the team he's on either. Yeah. Um, if I was taking anybody, I would take Thornton. I mean, we've literally only seen the one game, but preseason, I tried to acquire him a few times before he got on IR because there was a ton of hype and it's preseason hype, but I mean, there was a ton of hype around him and then he got hurt. Everybody forgot about him, but he's only, it's a super duper small sample size. What are you going for here? I mean, let's do it. So, yeah. So Tyquan Thornton, you know what, Trev, I, I lost count. I think that was 12. If it wasn't, who cares? We're done. There's no one left. Everyone else is a punt at this point. So I, I think I think we did a pretty good job of showing, though, guys like Alec Pierce completely rising up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Sky Moore. We didn't even Sky Moore, Christian Watson, both of those was, guys we didn't. I draft. was going to say there's there's like three names I want to bring up. Then um, that's that was two of them. So two of them are on the downslope. That's Sky Moore and Christian Watson that we didn't draft. And you can still believe in the second half resurgence. Totally get it if you do. I don't think you or I are there, but the other name is one that would be trending up, and that is Rashid Shahid. I may be saying that wrong. I think you said it right. Um, I just completely forgot what team he played for. (laughs) He he plays for uh, the New Orleans Saints. He's a wide receiver. So already deep room with Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry this year, but he was called up from the uh, practice squad. So he was like a practice squad guy. Like He wasn't even anything relevant. But he really kind of showed out his athleticism on on one play. Yeah. But it's worth mentioning a guy that went undrafted gets mm-hmm. called up and does well on his first time ever touching yep. the ball. Keep so. an eye out on Rashid Rashid Shahid. I, I Rashid Shahid. Yep, that's that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I sounded like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck trying to say Albert Okbeigwinam. All right, I should stick to oh stick God, to the hard dude. names. <laughs> That was rough. I'm telling you. Ubenikwadam. Yeah. Okbuwegnam is what they were saying. So, all right. Absolute mess at the end there, but hopefully that helped you in some way to show, you know, none of these guys are stable picks, unless your name is Brees Hall, you know, and you're very clearly a lock. But that'll do it for our segment of the week. And uh, as expected, Trev, we are um, running a little bit behind, you know, just a little bit. (laughs) Just. Well, we forgot about Mechie and Williams. How? Well, I mean, we didn't uh, forget Williams, about Mechie. Mechie was out. For Jameson. Jameson, yeah, Jameson Williams. Yeah. All right. Let us move on now to our stinkers of the week. This is uh, Sam's segment, so I will take mm-hmm. over for him here. Absolutely. All right. Now... <laughs> I I did not look at the show doc. I put mine in first and I left it alone. All right. Here we go. Let's start. Trev rail it in. All right. Keep it together. We got to do this. Sam. I'm ready. You very clearly were were you were vocal about last week how you wanted to get Trev. You were going to get him at some point except you didn't know how you could do it cuz his roster is so bad. How could he possibly not start anyone? And somehow this man scoring 30 points managed to get least efficient manager in our league because he didn't start Dante Pettis, who scored a half of the points his entire team scored. 18 points for Dante Pettis. You scored 32, Trev. What an idiot. You are a stinker. But now, Trev, pretty obvious who, who the first stinker is. Moving on, who's the second stinker, Trev? 
the second sneaker this week is Brendan. Oh, eye for an eye oh. here. Eye for an eye. Good. You know what? When when I read yours, I was like, you know what? Okay, okay, we got it right here. So Brendan started. He started Justin Herbert over Teddy Bridgewater. Like, what a nerd! Did I? Who would didn't do I? That? Didn't I just get dinged for starting Teddy Bridgewater over Joe Burrow last week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right. So it will now be Trev and I uh, joining. <laughs> Joining the stinker column, uh, that brings me up to three. Trev, you currently now have one. Jason with two. Mitch with two. Hipster with two. Maddox with two. Wyatt and Cap with two. Jay Stevens with two. Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. False. T-Bug. You guys have all been safe so far. So uh, we will be hunting you down. So you better make sure your lineups are squeaky clean every single week. Or we will ding you for that. Uh, glad I can move up to the uh, first place leaderboard with three there. And uh, we will continue to fly along here, uh, moving into our week six recap segment. And uh, we will start with our dynasty risers and fallers, my favorite segment personally. Uh, but I don't know. the <laughs> Man, we've been doing great on these segments so far, <laughs> Trev. We're, we're, we're doing great. Hope, hope we're doing you proud, Sam. Hope Wherever you are, you're going to be listening while you're on vacation. Hope you're doing great. Send us a postcard. Are they get? Do they get podcasts in jail? Is that a thing? <laughs> we'll, we'll sneak them in a burner in a cake or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. Dynasty stock risers. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time. I, both of us actually just talked about them. Uh, Alec mm-hmm. Pierce for me. Tyquan Thornton for you. Don't think we need to talk too much. Just guys that are emerging. Alec Pierce looks really good. Tyquan Thornton. Uh, Tyquan Thornton's because it was zero, honestly. Yeah. It's not like he's like – it's huge. It's just – Maybe go try to see what you have to pay for the guy. Plus, there's no real, aside from Jacoby Myers, I would say, no real solid uh, locks for wide receivers there. You know, you got Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker. All those guys are kind of iffy. So, all right. This is where it gets a little bit more interesting and important here. Dynasty stock fallers. I'm going to be doing a mixture here. Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, guys that are essentially being thrown to the wayside by their teams. And man, we talk about how quick it was with Cam Akers that all of a sudden like this, but it was pretty damn quick for Antonio Gibson. As soon as Brian Robinson came back, all right, listen, you still look good, but get the hell to the sideline because we don't want you playing. So is it just the fumbles? Because that's another one I really don't understand. Like, is it just the fumbles when it matters? You saw him late in in the game on Thursday night, and Antonio Gibson looked good when he got touches. You know, it probably looked the best he's played all all season. So, I I really... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I honestly, I think it's just the... I think it's Rivera fed up with him, and just he likes Robinson a lot. I think this the, the coaching staff, the team, they like Robinson way more than they do Gibson now. So I, I would look for Gibson to also, we haven't heard anything right now, look for him to get traded maybe, possibly, I would hope, because they've got McKissick, and Gibson's a piece that, you know, teams would trade for. So, you know, I could, I could see him on the move somewhere. So hopefully he gets traded yeah, to have I better fantasy relevance, but... 
And right. unlike CMC and Cam, if he gets traded, it's all upside. Yeah. <laughs> like, regardless, it's all upside. It's all upside. All right. Let's talk about your guy because this is spicy. Muy caliente. Take here. I have really liked this player for a long time. Wait, I think and real, tried to acquire him in a few leagues. Real quick, we just need to put out a, a warning, you know. This may be rough for some viewers to watch. Wyatt, if you're listening or watching, uh, you might want it's to... It's Kyler turn... Murray! Kyler Murray is is your <laughs> dynasty faller. All right, why is Kyler yeah, Murray your no, faller here? It's it's almost all, and we actually did... We talked about this in the league, but it's, it's Cliff Kingsbury. And yeah. he said he'd be willing to, you know, divvy out some responsibilities, play calling, for example, um, anything that would help the team. I, uh, Kyler Murray, I think is re- a really good quarterback. And I think that as long as Cliff Kingsbury is calling the shots there, he's not going to live up to what we want him to be. Trev, I, w- so. I want to know what combination wins more games for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. Cliff Kingsbury play calling and Kyler Murray at quarterback or Kyler Murray play calling and Colt McCoy at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Because man, okay. when when Kyler got those play calls think... in the preseason, looked pretty good. Who knows? Here's the thing: Kyler Murray loves Madden, so no, it's he's Call of be Duty. Calling... He loves Call of Duty. All right, when Double I XP weekend, no, Is it when, Call of Duty when, when Double XP weekends are on Call of Duty, he's like two and forty-seven. So we have to watch out. For when double XP weekend hits on Call of Duty, oh, no. if he is bench him. If you know if the double XP weekend's going on, bench him. If not, Kyler Murray's a great start. I would say in that scenario, it would be Colt play calling with Cliff throwing the football. That would be that would be ideal. Yeah. Um. All right. So back Jesus. back to seriousness here. Uh, no, for real. It's it's just all Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it's just interesting. I would wait. I would want to w- wait and see a week with D Hop coming back because he looks like a very different quarterback when he's playing with DeAndre Hopkins compared to when he doesn't have him. So I do see brighter days ahead. Marquise Brown out now, but they have Robbie Anderson, so it's it's still a downgrade in terms of that. But DeAndre Hopkins coming back is absolutely huge. So I'd wait and see and if Kyler down. Murray if he looks bad with DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be rough. That's when you hit the panic alarm. Yeah, and Rondell Moore is is getting, you know, with Marquise and not um, D-Hop there. He was getting like 10 targets, 8 targets, getting manufactured touches, which is what I thought he was going to get from the beginning of the season. He hasn't done much with it yet, but um, the acquisition, I meant to say this earlier too, the acquisition of Robbie Anderson, if that's a plus for anybody, it's probably a plus for Rondell Moore once D-Hop is there. Because without D-Hop there, he goes to the outside as the two, and he's not that prolific at the, at, at the two. Yeah. Yep. So I just combined prolific and proficient. So, <laughs> Hey, listen, prolition, new word, ground, making up words here today. The, the show is going swimmingly. All right. I love it. Storyline follow-ups from week six. My, my storyline to look at was do running backs continue to play well, or do they go back to scoring little fantasy points? And Trev, let me just look at the fantasy Running back one for the week. Oh, it's Deion Jackson. We're back. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. You're, I mean, <laughs> this season has been weird. Quarterbacks, Dude, running backs, okay, so tight ends. 
just oh. I was about to say I heard a stat said this is the least amount of fantasy points scored mm-hmm. in the last like five years or something like that by this point. Like it's this yeah. is a bad year for fantasy. Man, it's, it's not a good year. It's gonna be crazy to see how good next year is gonna be compared to this year because everyone's gonna be thinking about this year, and then when next year hits, man, it's gonna be great when it when it when everything bounces back. But you know we've got football yeah. now. Let's just appreciate it. Let's be happy. You know. Absolutely. So, all right. I'll I'll talk about uh Sam's here real quick. Kenneth Walker first game as a featured back. Does he look as good as Brees Hall has looked? Interesting. Does he look as good as Brees Hall? I don't know. Brees Hall looks pretty damn good, but I think the the main point of this question here is does he look that good to where he can be a running back one? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. He has looked amazing. Yeah. He's getting this work. So love Kenneth Walker moving forward. Brees Hall, love him. He's also, also in a Yeah, he's also in a much worse offense. So it's tough to say like, not that the Jets are some amazing offense, but it's way better than Seattle. So yeah. All right, and now yours was just uh, just a little bit of a, a preamble to this week. Yeah, it was just get ready for the bipocalypse. Um, guys like uh, False have Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh Allen on the same team, and yeah. that's in a super flex. That's a that's it's not a, it's ideal. A tough one. Yeah. Would have been a good idea to maybe maybe try to acquire somebody easy. I mean, right now the landscape's insane anyway, but probably would have been a good idea. You know, I, I did not heed your warning last week, and I, I try and set my lineups. You know, the, the day after on Tuesdays, I'll, I'll go in and look if I have a little bit of time. I'll set my lineups to what I think they, they should look like when the, the week rolls around. I'll obviously make changes, but right now I think I'm starting Donovan Peoples-Jones in about three, uh, three leagues because I'm missing – Jefferson, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson. I can't start, not like I really wanted to, but I'm, I'm missing a yeah. lot of guys this week. So, yeah. One buy, of my leagues that I hurt. lost, Javante. Yeah, sorry. One of my leagues that I lost, Javante. I'm getting Swift back from bye week, so that's gonna be nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was struggling. I was I was struggling on that one. Yeah. All right. Now moving on. We got our fun games and storylines to watch out for. I will start here. I don't know if I'm I... I'm surprised you picked this one. Yeah, so this one's interesting. Mine is Falcons at Bengals. And now I'm, I've am i been pretty good at projecting the... Well, I wouldn't say Falcons wins, but I, I was more so projecting 49ers losses. So I, I had the Falcons winning this past week. Um, but I do see the Bengals winning this game. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals are good. But I do see them pulling away early enough to where the... Falcons will have to pass, and I'm expecting there to be more passing volume than we've seen in the previous couple weeks. And, you know, this is another team the Bengals can pass on the Falcons, so we're going to see points from Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon will get theirs. But hopefully this is really where they need to use London and Pitts. So this is why, you know, there a lot of games are kind of like this, where it's like, you know, you've got teams that are like, eh, who, who, who do I want to watch? Falcons at Bengals, I think, good fantasy game to watch. Yeah, and this week in particular is kind of a tough week for matchups. Like, yeah. I don't know, there's just not there's not a Kansas City versus Buffalo yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> I did want to point out, this is three weeks in a row that either I picked Baltimore or you picked Atlanta for our games to watch. It's three weeks in a row. Interesting. Um, the game I picked is Detroit at Dallas. And the main reason I picked it is just the extremes of both these teams. Yeah. So 
Dallas is really bad on offense right now. They don't have Dak, and Dak's coming back. That's going to be great to watch. Um, their defense, though, is really good. Yeah. Their defense is what's winning them games. Mm-hmm. So Detroit has mm-hmm. the worst defense in the league and an amazing offense. Mm-hmm. So And they're coming mm-hmm. off a bye to play Dallas. Getting so DeAndre I'm, Swift I'm back. Actually, Mm-hmm. I'm actually excited so, to watch this game. Yeah, should um, be a good one. That was one I just, that I was looking at, but it's just one of yeah. those things where I was like, man, Jared Goff could really go out and and put up another kind of dud game like he did against the Patriots because that that Cal, uh, Cowboys Absolutely. defense is really good. But but yeah, if, if that game if, is what we if, expect, should be a good one. That's what I was gonna say. If Dallas d- defense does step up and it starts looking like they can you know, not, not destroy Dak the first week he's back. That's what they'll do. You know, Yeah. they'll try to try to be conservative. So, all right, moving on to the storylines we've got for me, this is, this is a fun one, you know, a little lighthearted one is Bailey zappy hour zappy. The next Tom Brady or is Mac coming back? All right. It has has Zapp- Bailey Zappi done enough? You know, is uh, is Mac Jones getting Drew Bledsoe right now? Are we watching the second coming of Tom Brady? That's all the narrative that are that's going around New England right now. They're hyping themselves up. They found the next guy. 62 passing touchdowns in college for Bailey Zappi. He's a legend. But Mac Jones is probably going to be coming back. Whether it's- he played for um, UCLA, right? Am I right about that? Zappy? I, uh, I would not like to give you a definitive answer because I do not completely. Please continue. But, yeah, so uh, whether or not Mac Jones is back this week, I don't know. They might hold him out because they're playing against the Bears on Monday night. So you're really not going to know. But when Mac Jones is ready to come back, I do expect him to be put back into the starting role. Bailey Zappy's going to be coming back. But... It's very interesting going forward now because you know if Mac Jones plays very poorly in a, a span of multiple weeks, Bailey Zappi's right there, and, and Bill Belichick will bench him for Bailey Zappi if he if Mac Jones is playing poorly. So Bailey Zappi's a guy to just look at, and if you're the Mac Jones owner, and if you plan on holding Mac Jones, I would probably try and get Bailey Zappi just in case, whether it's injury-wise or, you know, if if they just move on to Bailey's happy as their starter, you know, cause he's, he has looked good. Yeah. I will say this. He's looked good enough that I don't think he's the three. Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, I think he's supplanted Brian Hoyer. I mean, he's young and they, you know, they grabbed him for a reason late or not, but he's, I, I agree with you that Mac is <clears throat> Mac is the guy when he comes back, but I do think that now he has, you know, a rookie behind him. They, you know? they took him over Sam Howell. Like just remember, everyone was talking about Sam Howell, late first, second round pick. They they took him in the fourth over Sam Howell, who went in the fifth to the Commanders. So, just uh, interesting to think about. What is your storyline here, Trev? Mine is a lot like the Bipocalypse. It's more of a general question and and just looking around the league. And I wanted your opinion on these uh, as I give my own. So, uh, my storyline is these winning record teams that um, do we start seeing them lose more and these losing record teams are do do we think they get it together so i'm just going to throw out some of these okay so new orleans is two and four you think they go up or is that, is that about right 
I think they're going to be teeter-tottering unless they can get really healthy. You know, I still don't think they fully know their identity. The fact that Andy Dalton's in, who knows if, if they're going to stick with him or go with Jameis. So it's tough to tell. I would say they're kind of like teeter-tottering around the win-loss, win-loss kind of range. They they can play teams hard every week, but they might lose some ugly ones, win some, some easy ones. Yeah, see, I was thinking very similarly similarly their defense <clears throat> their defense is good offense has got to get it together i could see them going you know 600 yes yeah, i think that's a definite possibility but that's still better than two and four mm-hmm. um dallas four and two it's hard to see them not continue to win games strictly off of their defense and then with Dak coming back if he can play well this should be a, a really good team moving forward. If it starts trending down, do we see Cooper Rush come back on the field? Is that a thing? No? Okay, so <laughs> the Giants are 5-1 and one right now. Giants are 5-1. and one. Uh, Man. That's insane. The Giants are 5-1 and one right Giants now. Giants are 5-1. They beat the Packers. Right. They beat the Ravens. Uh, and if you look at their schedule, their the schedule... The Ravens beat themselves. The Ravens did beat themselves. And the refs helped a little bit, too. But, uh, <laughs> so, so if you look at the Giants' schedule moving forward, it is a little bit easier. I mean, I I just don't... I, this isn't a playoff team. I mean, if you look at the talent of the team, it's just not good. But their coaching is amazing. So it's like, at, at some point, they're going to have to regress just purely based off of, like, the talent of like this team isn't like a football winning team, but I don't know. I, I would say this is probably going to be like a, a seven and 10, eight and nine team at the end of the year. They're that's tough. They're five and one. I don't know, man. The giants are tough. <laughs> it's so tough. The their their tough. receivers are terrible, man. <laughs> it's, I don't know. So if, if there's two positions that I try to look at a lot, um, one of them is fantasy relevant. Y'all know this about me. Tight ends. I love tight ends. I look at them all the time. The other one is your edge or just your pass rush lineman. I love looking at them too. It's one of my favorite positions to like look at. I've been trying to start IDP leagues where I could. Um, but I say that to say this, the Giants are five and one. They have been without their first round pick and without um, Ojalari, who led their team in sacks last year. So they've been without two very good pass rushers. Now we haven't seen one of them in the NFL, but he's first round pick. So he's going to play. Um, but yeah, so they're, I mean, that's five and one with less pass rush than they're going to have. So, yeah. I, I mean, this team, I, I could actually see them being a playoff team. I mean, that division too is, is something else, but I, I think for me, the rest of the it. season, I'm going to step back, stop projecting or trying to figure out these New York teams and just let let their fans enjoy the football they're getting without trying to poo-poo on their teams, you know? The Giants are a good football team. The Jets are a good football team right now. Enjoy it, New York the fans. Bills. I know, and yeah, the Bills, obviously, are the only real New York football team because used to, I used to live 10 minutes from the MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford. That place is yeah. a crap hole. But uh, they haven't had good football there in a while, specifically New York City. The, those two teams, that whole area there, Enjoy your football because, you know, it, it is good to see these two teams being coached well and being, you know, good. So. All right. Two more. Yeah. Minnesota is five and one. Yeah. Love, love Minnesota. They're looking good. They're legit. I think, I think this one's probably the easiest one because they're, 
Their defense has looked pretty good, better than they have the last couple of years. Offense is looking good with Kevin O'Connell. So really good players, and, and I trust the talent. And right now they've got a strong lead in uh, the NFC North. So they're in the driver's yeah. seat. So we just talked about the Giants, which led us to talk about the Jets because they're a New York team. And we just talked about Minnesota, and that just reminded me of a bet I have with Lipster mm-hmm. <clears throat> that we bet – I bet basically the field, but that uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would not be kings of the North this year. My argument was Minnesota has an easier schedule than Green Bay, and I thought that they would at least go 500 against <clears> – excuse me – against Green Bay. I think I was wrong. I think Minnesota's going to have a clear lead. It's not going to be just close, and they have a slightly better record. Um, but I, I, I said I mentioned the Jets at all, just to mention. Did you see? Um, oh crap! What's his name? Sauce. Sauce Gardner. Did you see the? Did Who you see the cheese, cheese head? head? Dude, that was great. That was I, so great. Sauce That's Gardner. That's what we need. We need these guys. I, I, I don't think there's a player that I liked coming out of this draft more than sauce Gardner. You know, I, he was my, he was my third yeah. ranked player. You know, I had Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau ahead of him just be purely because of the positional, uh, the positions they play. But man, when you look at sauce Gardner, just the demeanor he has, the, the way he carries himself and like it, playing cornerback is such a mental game. I just love seeing sauce Gardner be amazing. Cause I, I was so happy. Like I was like, Man, Derek Stingley, he, he was a good player, but Sauce Gardner is very clearly the number one there. And, I, and I'm happy the Jets got it right and that he's looking really good because this dude's going to be a star in the league, you know, and he's got a good personality to match, too. So that was that was yeah, funny with the cheese heads. I, yeah. I love that stuff. Did you, um, did you see Lazard thing. knocking it off at the end? No, I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, Lazard was running into the locker room, and he, he knocked it off and kept running. So <laughs> a little <laughs> a little bit of a beef there, you know. I guess he wasn't, wasn't happy I with the cheese heads. I hope there is. So. Yeah, I hope there is a beef there. Yeah. God, I hope he keeps playing for Green Bay. That's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, the last team here, and to be honest with you, this is probably the for me at least, this is the one I'm the most down on, and that's Las Vegas, who is one and four right now. Do you think that continues, or do you think they try to bounce it back to 500 or no? This is a te- this is a team that I I see bouncing back. I don't know about playoff berths just because of how difficult. You know, they were a second place team in their division, so their schedule isn't easy. You know, it's not like a fourth place yeah. uh, schedule. So, so they've got a, they came into the season with a little bit of a harder schedule. The AFC is just good as a whole. I didn't think the offense, in terms of the the offensive line, their defense wasn't that great. Was missing pieces, but I, I do see them bouncing back. This isn't a one and four team, so. Just like I, I continue to see Minnesota climbing, uh, the Raiders are going to get better just because of the talent they have with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. Those, those guys are looking great. So so I do I see them they get going better. Back, but... I, I don't see them being more than about a 500 team. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly. I, I don't I... see them as a real threat in terms of like yeah. playoffs and, and stuff like that. But I, I just think that the, the team is going to get better for fantasy wise. You know, they're, they're going to figure stuff yeah. out. They've already yeah. started to look better the last couple of weeks as opposed to the first few. So it's also not a team to sleep on. It's not like, yeah. you know, some, some of the other one and four, like, I don't know, like a Washington. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a team that you should sleep on. If you're, if you're anything worth anything, you, you need to put it on Vegas. Yep. All right. So that'll do it for that. 
and then our final segment here is the mailbag segment. We do not have the uh, voicemails, but I did reach out and I asked for, for some, some questions. And we've got one from Cap here. And this is a, a very uh, Packers-centric question here. He says, what is the one trade before the deadline the Packers can make that will right the ship? Uh, so that is his question here. And for me, I, I was looking at it, and I'm, I'm thinking, man, what are, the Packers need a receiver. So that's the obvious answer here. But who is that receiver? And you can look and say DJ Moore. He's really the, the big swing guy, you know, if you can get him. But are, are they going to get him? You know, I, I don't think so. Unless Aaron Rodgers is really, really done and fed up, and he's like, get me a, a wide receiver one. You know, or else I'm retiring. You know, that's something he, he would have yeah. to go and do. But well, that's that's the kind of thing he would do. Um, to be honest with you, I think I don't know, man. I mean, is is a guy like Brandon Cooks is that a thing? So uh, that's what I was thinking. The 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 receiver that looks the most, you know, when when you're thinking of of trade partners for the NFL, you want to go after a team that is clearly not competing that wants to get rid of older players and get picks for it. Texans, bad team, Brandon cooks, older player, Texans want picks, Brandon cooks, good wide receiver. A lot of teams need a wide receiver right now. They're trying to make a push. He seems like the perfect receiver for everyone to target. Like for the Ravens, that's who I want them to go get. You know, he's going to be a cheapish guy. What third, fourth round pick for Brandon cooks. That'll probably get it done. So go, you want to go out and get it. That would be the most realistic option for most of these teams that are looking to get a receiver for me. Cause I just, yeah. it's going to be hard unless you're, I, I, I don't know what the value for, for Carolina wants for, for their players. You know, it's tough. I don't know either. And, and they don't have to just look at their division. They don't have to just get rid of all these guys. They don't have to start from scratch. Um, you're looking at a rebuild in Atlanta. You're looking at New Orleans, which has just totally jacked up its money. And it's going to be a good team, but it's not going to be, I don't think, an elite team um, for the next couple of years. So, like, when you're talking about these teams, they're looking much further than we are. And then the Bucks, the Bucks are not going to be good, basically probably starting next year. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be good for a minute. So, if I'm Carolina, I do want firsts, and I do want lots of picks, but um, – taking these guys into next year and then trading them then, but from the start versus now you're just trying to get it done right here at the deadline. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if none of these guys move teams, honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the most realistic answer for you cap is, is hope that Brandon cooks is a green Bay Packer. You know, that is his new, new team. He is the wandering Buffalo. What about Devonte Adams? Oh, <gasps> How how much do you think um, both of those guys are regretting their decision right now? I mean, I don't know, man. Devontae, he might not care about winning as much as having fun. He not that he seems like 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 he's not competitive, but if he's having a blast out there with his old quarterback, he may be okay with being one and four right now and possibly but Aaron Rodgers is pissed. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is so upset. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just here for it, you know? I am. 
that's pretty like, great. Aaron Rodgers is thinking right now, man, I could have been a Denver Bronco, and I could have been playing with Cortland Sutton, and I'd be doing so much better than this fool who's playing right now. Man, amazing <laughs> defense, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and that's. I know, right? Who who made who made a bigger mistake? Aaron Rodgers not going to the Broncos or Tom Brady unretiring? Tom Brady. Uh, poor guy, <laughs> man. I, mayor, I feel bro. I feel bad for the guy at this point. It it seems like such an obvious mistake that I feel like he even probably wants back. And you know, I, I feel like he's getting more and more frustrated just by the fact that it's probably eating at him. So I, it's just that's a tough one but oh yeah of course he's getting more and more frustrated i mean he came back to win a championship like that's the only reason he came back this isn't aaron Rodgers who also wanted to be like the highest paid quarterback tom brady doesn't care about that he wants to win a championship and this team is not a championship team right now so he's pissed he's pissed yep all right our final question and this one will be a quick one because mitch was just trying to poke fun at me he goes how much would you spend on the new ravens wide receiver one that they just picked up and he's obviously talking about Deshaun jackson and uh mitch for you i would spend all of your fab on Deshaun jackson dump it all right now uh everyone else listening mitch earphones zero zero don't spend anything on him terrible wide receiver not going to work out but yeah, so man, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this stuff. All right, it's just the oh, no. God damn, it's I so can, bad. It's all right. Jordan Addison is going to be a Baltimore Raven next year. Well, That's... I just love that of the three teams that the podcast hosts could have like been fans of. It's the Texans, clearly in a rebuild, but surprisingly, maybe not record whatever, whatever, but like surprisingly doing better than we thought they would. You got Atlanta, who's three and three right now. Way better than we, we thought they were tank. doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to tank. Yeah. Like Atlanta fans want to tank. And then you have Baltimore, who everybody keeps... thought was going to be. And then they just keep beating themselves. Like, it's oh, simple no. as that. They're losing to themselves every week. <laughs> and it's been the same story the last two years is the Ravens it's just so cannot weird. stop but beating themselves, whether it's. Uh, failed two-point conversions to win games or all, all this stuff, man. It's it's just, ah, uh, it sucks. But you know what? Better days are ahead. I'm The the Ravens will get it right. Lamar Jackson will get it done. But it's just, it's tough to watch right now. You know? Yeah, it is. Get, get right game against Cleveland. If we lose that game, then oh, I'm going to be... I'm going to be upset. But... That's what I'm saying about that money that I didn't win. That's <laughs> That was really me watching it going like, Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this tough, quarterback. Tough, wow. Tough. It's all right. Rashad Bateman's coming uh, back. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, make sure wherever you're getting this, leave a like, comment, review, all that cool stuff. You can find yeah, us on five star review. Yeah. We don't really, uh, we don't really care what you say in there. It's like, yeah helps boost us up the charts and yeah, talk you know, about all that kind of good jazz. Just talk about how great my uh, takes are and how terrible Trevor's takes are. So that that's something you could say. Just tell, tell me your favorite sandwich. That's really what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. He, he's looking <laughs> for a new sandwich. Know. You know, he, he's getting old with the ham and cheese. So, all yeah. right. Uh, the dynasty pod FF at the dynasty pod on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can find us. So feel free to reach out for anything on there. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Have a great week seven and peace out.
Yeah. <laughs>